Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help with home, life, auto, or business needs. Phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. We're going to check in with our good friend Abdul Hakeem Shabazz of IndiePolitics.org. Get you up to date on the latest going on across the Indiana political scene. We're going to talk about the big upcoming caucus in Hamilton County to replace Senator Luke Kenley. The U.S. Senate primary, gift that keeps on giving between Todd Rakita and Luke Messer. Took a little bit about running for Congress here in our own 4th Congressional District over in Hendricks County and a whole lot more. Here's my conversation with the one and only Abdul. Speaking with our good friend, the one and only Abdul Hakeem Shabbat. Abdul, how are you? Uh, doing well. Always good to be talking to the good folks uh, in Brownsburg. Now, are you an attorney yet? Can I have you for all my legal needs? Uh, as long as we're across the Illinois state line, yes, we're good. <laughs> Still waiting to hear back from the good folks uh, at the Illinois sort of the sort of lawyer bar examiner uh, review people. But you know, once they tell me I'm morally fit to practice law in Indiana, we're good to go. What are they waiting on? Uh, it's a it's a long, arduous, very bureaucratic process. Uh, basically, it's do a background check to make sure I'm not a you know puppy killer or clown shooter. <laughs> and that's all you're waiting on? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Now, and then, are we going to see you in like the um, those late night TV commercials, like Stanley Kahn and uh, and uh, Peter Francis Geraci? I mean, what are you going to do? Are, are, are you asking, Mr. Kendall, would I stoop so low as to have a commercial ready to go that says, "Have you been injured in an accident?" <laughs> Call 1-800-LAWSUIT. The extra S is for the big settlement we'll be getting. I've never thought of doing anything like that. I can't wait. Please. That would almost be as tacky as advertising on the roof of an ambulance. So after you get injured in a car accident, you're gurned in. You're looking up at me saying, this should have never happened. Call 1-800-LAWSUIT. The extra S is for the big settlement we'll be getting. Oh, my I just ask that if you ever do a commercial that has actual actors in it, that you let me be in the actual commercial. I would say these are not. I say these are. No, these are. These are testimonials. You put a little disclaimer at the bottom. All right. It's like magnetic. It's like magnetic business cards. When you drive past an accident and too lazy to stop, just flip them out the window and they stick to the side of the car. All right. Let's talk about some actual stuff. You, 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 uh, you hosted some sort of forum out in Hamilton County. What was this? Uh, yes, it was a forum uh, for the caucus. Uh, to replace State Senator Luke Kinley. Uh, as you know, and you've interviewed him before, uh, is retiring from the Senate uh, after 25 years. And so they had seven candidates uh, on deck to replace him, a couple elected officials, uh, a couple business people, uh, one gentleman who used to work for Mike Pence, who is an attorney now, does some consulting, another uh, young lady who actually works for the Attorney General uh, as a chief financial officer. So they had a, they had a good group uh, of candidates, I mean, for the most part, everybody was qualified, and it was a forum for the precinct committee people because they're the ones in the caucus when there's a vacancy under state law. 
to get together and decide how that vacancy at certain levels can be filled. So who's winning? Who's going to win? Um, it's hard to tell. Uh, like I said, because it's Hamilton County and I'm in Marion. And, I mean, there are people who I thought did well on, did maybe a little bit better on issues than some other people. But a lot of that, as you all know from being involved in politics, it's, you know, how well do you get together with the PCs? Do you talk to people? Do you engage? You know, what are long-time, you know, relationships? One person on the panel used to be a vice chair, you know, of the county party. So uh, it could be just about anywhere. Anybody up there peddling BS, or are they all pretty good? Um, BS is in the eye of the beholder. A couple of folks have made some statements that I would say were incongruent with the facts, but as a moderator, your job is to facilitate the discussion, not necessarily call people out and say, I'm sorry, that's not true, because then it turns into something totally and completely completely different. So you hope you know, the audience will will take everything with a grain of salt, and we podcast the whole thing on IndyPolitics.org, my political website. So the people who will be actually doing the voting next Wednesday, I think it is, can go back, listen to what the candidates had to say, and then kind of make their own, kind of make their own judgment call. Incongruent with the facts. People said that about me quite a bit, and I won 65% of the vote. So people don't care. <laughs> you'd, you'd be surprised. But then again, a caucus election is a lot different than a, than a standard election. Because you really do have the the insider political class yeah, you know, who are making yeah, who are making that decision. Yeah, and I, I thought it was funny because a couple of guys just said they're running as outsiders, <laughs> but you know this is the ultimate insiders baseball here. <laughs> yeah, I've always thought I would do terrible in a caucus. Like I felt if I ran for something again with the public at large vote, I'd do very well again. But if I, if I ever had to run in a caucus, I'd do terrible because these establishment people hate me. <laughs> ah, well, maybe they just they just don't know you like I do. Yeah, maybe they do know me like you do, <laughs> or know me, or know you better than I do. So, you know, it's, says, says the guy whose slogan will be that extra S is for the settlement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and see, branding works. You remembered it. <laughs> no, it's just it's perfect. You, I mean, it's just, <laughs> get our guest is the one and only Abdul Hakim Shabazz again. Abdul, the stuff we're talking about today. If you want to read more about it, where can they do that? Uh, IndyPolitics.org, uh, put the, that whole form up there. Also, uh, there's an interesting story wrote this week, uh, that actually kind of, uh, ties things here locally, uh, to Washington, D.C. Uh, U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions, the president, issuing an executive order giving local law enforcement access to certain military surplus, uh, tools, weapons, and equipment. And so I had a conversation with IMPD, the Annapolis Metropolitan Police Department to see if they would be taking advantage of it. And they're basically, uh, not right now. Like, we may need it down the road, but for now, we pretty much we have everything that we need uh, because there is some controversy over whether you want to give military hardware to local law enforcement or that just sort of, you know, maybe amp things up and escalate things to a point where maybe they shouldn't be and people should try other tactics first. So Okay, so let's talk about that for a second because this was a huge issue in Brownsburg for several years where the police department kept trying to buy... I called it an armored tank. They got really upset about that, and I got it pulled out of the budget a couple of years in a row. They finally got it through. I was totally against this. I thought it felt sent a terrible message. I still don't think that makes me anti-police. How do you feel about the police having military stuff? Well, here's my thing. I believe that you what you get, you kind of get back in the sense that if I kind of give you some of this you know, hardcore access military hardware – it sort of it sort of gives you psychologically you want to use it. Otherwise, why else would you have it? And this is to say that you shouldn't have the necessary tools, say for riot control, you know, or for SWAT teams, or 
you know, any sort of thing like that. I, I get that. But, you know, does, does the town of Brownsburg really need an armored personnel vehicle? I mean, that to me goes more towards your quality of life. And maybe I'll start thinking about, okay, what, what's going on in the town that we need an armored vehicle for? Maybe we ought to address that than going to get an armored vehicle for a town that I could drive through in 10 seconds if I blink. Yeah, and I used to tell people, hey, we're trying to attract Abdul to come to Brownsburg. He sees the armored tank. His first reaction is going to be, what's going on here? Right. I mean, I mean now, if we have a hostage standoff, you know, you have a SWAT team, you have people who are trained, you know, to do that. I mean, this isn't, you no, know, this isn't Northern Ireland, you know, back in the 1970s where you've got the IRA, you know, dropping right. bombs or anything. I mean, it's, it's a little bit of a different creature. And so I've, I've never been a big fan of the militarizing police departments. All right. I uh, think sometimes it kind of amp things up more than it needs to. More on the way with Abdul Hakeem Shabazz. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth Mentoring serves the children of Hendricks County. Impact Youth provides academic and social development in our mentees as well as leadership development in our mentors. If you are interested in becoming a mentor or know a child who could use a mentor, learn more by searching Impact Youth Mentoring on Facebook or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. A podcast of Central Indiana Today is now available on SoundCloud or iTunes. Made possible by Figment 2 McDonald's. Figment 2 McDonald's has locations in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of WYRZ 98.9 and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. We now continue our conversation with the one and only Abdul Hakeem Shabazz of IndiePolitics.org. Let's talk about this U.S. Senate race. And I love this thing. I think this primary is the greatest thing ever, uh, but that's because I'm in the media and I'm an instigator. I'm sure if you're a, a, a regular Republican, you're in the GOP, you're in the Indiana GOP, especially the hierarchy, you're pretty nervous about the behavior of Rakita and Messer so far, right? Uh, you would be correct, sir. If you are the sort of establishment or political class, uh, you're looking at the sniping and the back and forth between Todd Rakita and Luke Messer, which, by the way, uh, has garnered national attention as possibly going to be the nastiest primary in the country. And please note, it hasn't even started yet. We win! <laughs> Congratulations, Indiana. You finally beat Ohio. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you, it's got to be giving you, giving you heartburn because none of this shows any signs of slowing down. If you think about it, the attacks that both Todd Rakeen and Luke Messer have both made on each other, at the end of the day, you're just basically giving fodder for U.S. Senator Joe Donnelly. Because if I'm the Donnelly camp, I can write my commercials just based on what Todd Rakeen and Luke Messer have said about each other. You know, he doesn't live in his district. His wife got to you know, pay $20,000 a year. Um, you know, this guy, you know, he said he's going to defeat the elite, but, you know, it turns out he has a, you know, private San Francisco fundraiser. I mean, it, I could just, it's just basically writing itself over and over and over again. Get our guest, Abdul Hakeem Shabazz of IndiePolitics.org. Okay, so I said this on, w, on the Sunday show on WIBC this week, and I stand by it. 
who wrote the Defeat the Elite slogan, and how do they still have a job? That's like the worst slogan ever for Rikita, right? <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't help. And I've known Todd for years. Uh, he's one of the first people I actually interviewed uh, when I came to Indiana back in 2004. But when I looked at the Defeat the Elite slogan, I was like, okay, you're an attorney. You've been in public office you know, since you know, 2002. You went to Wabash, which is not a, you know easy school to get right. into. You got a pilot's license. I mean, guess what? You kind of are an elitist. You're you're not an average guy. I mean, the fact that we're attorneys means we are not average people. I mean, that's kind of number one. <laughs> Do you think Rikita would ever have a slogan that says the extra S is for the settlement? <laughs> <laughs> they wish. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but Rikita, like he's a, he's a micromanager, so he had to sign off on that, right? I cannot see, I cannot see that slogan being approved uh, without Todd's approval. Now, now, it does fit fits into their campaign strategy in the sense that they're trying to tie into as much of the Trump voter, you know, as they possibly can, uh, because you know Trump said he's going to get to the elites in Washington and you know drain the swamp, et cetera, et cetera. I see that. I don't know necessarily, you know, if that's the message I would have run with. You know, if I was running for the Senate, you know, well, my campaign would have been very simple, you know, for children, for families, for Indiana. Bam. Yeah, and, and Rakita had a great record as Secretary of State to run on. Yeah. You, you had voter ID, you know, modernizing all the business stuff, uh, vice chair of the banking committee helping put a budget together, you know, and you did all the other, you know, the standard things, you know, go back to red tape, repeal Obamacare, you know. Build up our national defense, you know, build a wall and fill it in illegal immigrants in, even though people are going to be praying for illegal immigrants when they start rebuilding Houston, Texas, and that water starts receding. I know you did all the, all the stuff that you're supposed to say and it's supposed to do. Like I said, <clears throat> I don't know if that defeat the elite slogan is, is what I would have run with. I'd have done something a little bit, oh, let's say, more consistent with the lifestyle that I have. Uh, I get our guest, Abdul Hakeem Shabazz of IndyPolitics.org. Yeah, and I've said this, and I said this Sunday at WIBC. I was probably a Rakita guy when the thing started. I mean, I'm not working for anybody, and I'm, I'm not on anybody's side, but I probably would have been a Rakita voter just because I know him. But the longer the thing goes on, uh, the less I'm kind of starting to like Rakita, the more Messer seems a little more reasonable. And the fact that Rakita doesn't understand the Trump voter, and he thinks that he can just throw the slogan out there and then I'll be like, okay, it kind of makes me like him less. Is that a problem for Todd? It's going to be a problem because it because it does look like it's pandering, and if you're the Republican primary uh, candidate, you do actually walk a very fine line because you have to appeal to the primary voter and then try to figure out a way to pivot back. And what somebody sometimes I think sometimes people forget a little bit is not every Republican primary voter is a Trump supporter because Trump did not do as well as he should have, say in Hamilton County south of 32 or maybe Hendricks County, east of 267. You see, the, you see the map I'm starting to draw here. You told me some fascinating stat the other day that Hillary Clinton won. Mike Delts, who's a state senator up there, that she won his district. Yes, Hillary Clinton actually won two Senate districts uh, here in Indiana, in central Indiana for sure. Uh, she won Mike Delts' district by about 6,000 votes. And she won John Ruckelhaus' district. Uh, by just a handful of votes <clears throat> over Donald Trump. Uh, Eric Holcomb lost that district by like two votes. Todd Young lost by like eight. Uh, it was really, really small number when you started looking at it at precinct level. And 
you, and that's why you got to you know be sort of mindful that you know for Hillary Clinton to win that district, but also you know Mike Delft to win that district, that tells you those are a lot of independent voters. And you know, tiny tiny things to the Trump wagon, you know, so much. It's one thing to say, you know what, you know, I'll support the president, I'll support his agenda when I agree with him, and I'll you know <clears throat> I'll try to make I'll suggest improvements when I disagree with him. You know, that's a position that you can take. That by the way works in the primary and works in the general election. So I think the challenge for, you know, Mr. Rakita in particular is you get so in bed with the Trump thing that you have no idea what Trump's approval ratings or what the next country's going to be thinking about to come next year. And if you're that tied to it, how do you, how do you un-Siamese twin yourself? Yeah. Let me ask you this one more question before we move off this. Um, Rakita is notorious. He's had all these people work for him, and a bunch of people left not happy. Messer's going to run an ad at some point with those people, right? I mean, he's got to. Oh, he's going to put up an eight-page memo uh, that was featured in Politico that if you're a driver for Todd Rakita, you know, bring me water and go around town and find me a, you know, a brandy glass of green M&Ms. I mean, I mean, I feel like that's how you'd be if you were in the Congress. Actually, no. I'd be the, hey, let's go stop over here. Not, see, my driver would be annoyed with me because we go places that weren't like on the schedule. <laughs> Like, dude, come on, let's go, go get a cigar. Mr. Shavaz, Senator, like, oh, come on, let's go now. Don't worry, call him in the car. Tell him here's where we're going to be. Tell him to get his ass over here and let's meet, and we'll get the work done in the back room of Nikki Blaine's. Come on, let's go. Okay, real quick, uh, before we let you go, the 4th District Congressional Race, which is our district over here in Hendricks County, Boone County, et cetera, our listing area, uh, Rakita's vacating the seat to run for Senate. We've got two guys running so far. Tell us about those guys. Uh, the two names that have uh, – the one has declared is Diego Morales, former aide to Governor Mike Pence, uh, wants to wants to serve. Uh, also, the other person likely to get in is Steve Braun, the DWD commissioner, whose last day, I think, on the job uh, was today, as we're having this conversation, uh, as I expect to announce he's going to run uh, for Congress. There are a couple other names that have popped up. Uh, Fred Mills, who's a lobbyist for Inaptis Power and Light, and also Ryan Goodwin, I want to say, is a county commissioner down in Morgan County, uh, who are also possible uh, contenders for that position as well. So it looks like you guys will have a, a busy primary. There was some question as to whether they either lived or voted in the 4th District. That's still kind of unclear. I know Steve Braun lives in Boone County, Zionsville, but his family has owned farmland and property in Hendricks County like since they came here over on the boat. So... Uh, and people ask me, they say, why didn't you ask Morales if he lived in the district? He's on the show. I said, Shabazz will do it. He asks all the hard questions. I can be the nice guy. <laughs> and also, too, um, you, don't you don't have to live in a congressional district to run there. Uh, I want to say uh, Chris Chicola, when he represented the second congressional district, uh, just lived right outside it. But the maps were drawn or kind of drawn out of his district as a sort of a stick in your middle finger at him uh, when the Democrats controlled the House of Representatives. And so he said, okay, I'll return the favor, and I'll just run and let everybody know, hey, look at all the crap they tried to pull on me, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And lawmakers actually, a couple of years ago, back in 2010, tried to draw Todd Rakita out of his district, but they got the street wrong, and they drew the line on the wrong side of the street, so his house was just in the district by a couple hundred yards. <laughs> hey, but by the, way, by the way, Congress to me sounds like the worst job in the world. Would you, would you even want to be in the Congress? I would not want to be in the House of Representatives. I could be in the Senate. You'd fit well. But I would also, yeah, but I would also be the person who believes, like, hey, you know what? I don't believe it's a sin to make a deal. I really don't. So let's go make one. 
All right. End of discussion. I want to close with this because you provide a service that is uh, available to everyone. I, people ask me all the time, where do you get your information for stories you're going to talk about? I use this every single day. It is a daily email that tells you basically everything that's going on in the state of Indiana with government. All the big stories tell us about this. Uh, yeah, something I started doing back in January. Like I said, as a service, uh, the folks across Indiana, I do an Indi- it's called the Indy Politics Statewide Summary. It's just a daily email that goes out. We try to pick the top 10, 12 stories of a day with a link to them, uh, headlines. So you can, like in five minutes, you basically know what's going on. If it's a story you want to follow up on, <clears throat> just click on the link and it takes you uh, right to it. It's really easy to subscribe. Just go to indypolitics.org, look at the top web bar, and look for the thing that says subscribe to daily email. Abdul, thank you, as always, for your courage and your candor. <laughs> I guess I'm a man of conviction and a couple of felonies. The one and only Abdul Hakeem Shabazz of IndiePolitics.org. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show, check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. Just search Central Indiana Today. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. Phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Walk-ins are always welcome at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group.